This is AgriPulse Daybreak West for Tuesday, August 4th. Good morning. I'm Jeff Nally. Here's today's headlines. Salmonella alert on California onions. Dems proposing pesticide ban and Trump signing landmark lands bill. CDC issues salmonella alert on Bakersfield onions. The Centers for Disease Control this week issued an advisory on the onions from Thompson International. The Bakersfield company voluntarily recalled red, yellow, white, and sweet yellow onions because they may be contaminated with salmonella. CDC is warning restaurants and retailers not to serve or ship these onions. Nearly 400 people in 34 states have been sickened with 59 hospitalizations but no deaths. Canadian Public Health Agency is investigating a salmonella outbreak that is likely from red onions in the U.S. The State Ag Board hears about farm worker protections today. Several farmers are on the agenda today for the State Board of Food and Agriculture's monthly meeting. The first panel discussion will share actions that farmers and ranchers have taken to protect farm workers during the COVID-19 pandemic. One of those farmers, Amelia Sehe of Sehe Vineyards, serves on the governor's 80-member economic recovery task force and testified before the board in May. The board will also hear updates on food assistance programs to address the spike in demand following stay-at-home orders. This panel will include Steve Linkart, who runs the Farm to Family program at the California Association of Food Banks. CFAT payments grow slowly. As talks continue on a next coronavirus relief package, the payments under the existing aid program for farmers are slowing down. USDA reported yesterday that it's made $6.8 billion in payments through the Coronavirus Food Assistance Program, an increase of about 4% over the past week. USDA has $16 billion budgeted for the program. Sign-up ends August 28th. Now keep in mind, USDA is paying out only 80% of what farmers are due under the program, but at the current pace, the department will have plenty of money left over to provide the remaining 20% that farmers are due. Cattle producers have received about $3 billion so far, while $1.3 billion has gone to dairy producers. Another $1.2 billion has been paid out on corn. Some Democrats eye ban on pesticides. Legislation set for introduction to the House and the Senate would ban some of the most known and popular pesticides on the market today, including neonicotinoids and organophosphates. New Mexico Senator Tom Udall and Colorado Representative Joe Nagus will discuss their bill at a teleconference today. They call it the most comprehensive update in nearly 25 years to the Federal Insecticide, Fungicide, and Rodenticide Act, or FIFRA. Among the chemicals the bill would ban are chlorpyrifos, diazinon, and paraquat. Corteva has said it will stop making chlorpyrifos by the end of the year, but it's still registered for use through October 1, 2022, and EPA continues to work on its re-registration. The bill really isn't going anywhere this year, but new pesticide restrictions could be in play if Democrats win the White House and take control of Congress. Trump set to sign permanent lands funding. President Trump today is signing into law the Great American Outdoors Act, 
a landmark bill that mandates permanent funding for public land acquisition. The new law will guarantee $900 million a year for the Land and Water Conservation Fund. Passage of the bill was a victory for two vulnerable Senate Republicans. That's Steve Daines of Montana and Cory Gardner of Colorado. Groups representing cattle and sheep producers are opposed to the legislation. Lower NRCS in good hands. In an exit interview with AgriPulse, the departing chief of the USDA's Natural Resources Conservation Service, Matt Lohr, says he expects the agency to finalize four major conservation program rules this fall, including those for the Environmental Quality Incentives Program and the Conservation Stewardship Program. The rules will make changes required by the 2018 Farm Bill. Lorne, who told employees Friday he'd be leaving August 15th to manage his farm in Virginia full-time, says the agency will be in good hands with incoming acting chief Kevin Norton. My advice to anyone taking this job is that just being able to see the big picture, Lorne said. He says he found it a challenge sometimes to avoid getting bogged down on a single issue. U.S. Dairy wants spotlight in trade deals. 61 senators have signed on to a letter calling on the Trump administration to fight the European Union's attempts to protect its use of dairy names such as Asiago and Havarti. The U.S. industry hopes the letter keeps the pressure on the Trump administration to counter the EU campaign. The first test will be the ongoing U.S.-U.K. trade talks, according to Jim Mulhern, president and CEO of the National Milk Producers Federation, and Tom Vilsack, president and CEO of the U.S. Dairy Export Council. The U.K. is the second largest importer of cheese in the world, so it's obviously a very large market opportunity for us, Vilsack said. Here's today's He Said It. We're at the front end of what I think is kind of a Manhattan project for trying to recover fish and wildlife in California. Then Andy Freco, general manager of Placer County Water Agency, and a panel discussion last week on the Association of California Water Agencies. Freco was describing the effort to develop a voluntary agreement for Delta flows in the face of climate change. Well, that's Daybreak West for this Tuesday, August 4th. For the latest news out of Washington, D.C., visit AgriPulse.com. For AgriPulse Daybreak West, I'm Jeff Alley.